listening to the Fitness Matters Podcast with Paula B. And this is episode number 68, Finding Your Thoughts. Well, hello, hello, my friends. It's good to have you on the podcast. (laughs) You know, you know how funny it is to just like say things that you always say in ways that you always say them and not think about what they're going to sound like until you're halfway through the sentence. Yes, that's me every time I start this podcast. And you guys, welcome to it. Every week we talk about the fitness matters that matter to you. And this week, I happen to know that this one matters, whether you know it or not. I know that the the title was kind of kind of oblique today, finding your thoughts. Like, like that's not super obvious why that would be really important, but I promise you it really, really is. And I'm also going to tell you just super quickly because I can hear it myself even while I'm sitting here. The audio today is not likely to be especially good. So I was sitting at my desk and I was answering some emails and doing desk things as one does when one works from home. And my cat Rosie decided that it was a lovely time to come and jump in my lap. And I mean, what am I going to do? Say no? Of course I'm not going to say no. So Rosie is still in my lap and I am still sitting at my desk, which means that this is super echoey. Like I can hear it while I'm sitting here. I'm sitting at my hard desk with my computer in front of me in a room that has no rugs. And it's all just, there are no soft surfaces except the cat in my lap (laughs) who is now walking away. So now I have no excuse. So maybe I should walk into the room where it's like a softer surface. But you know what? I'm here. I'm just going to make this happen. So you guys, let's talk a little bit about why finding your thoughts is important. And that means, of course, that I'm actually going to refer you to listening to a couple of other episodes before we even really get going, just so that you've got some background. Because if you are brand new here, Well, in fact, if you're brand new new here, hi, welcome. This is the Fitness Matters Podcast. I'm Paula B. I'm your best middle-aged fitness friend. I make full-length follow-along workouts over on YouTube. And here on the podcast, we talk about fitness mindset matters. Not just like, oh, how many calories can I burn? And what's the best way to eat? But like, how can I think about my journey so that I can be successful on my journey? And let me tell you something, that is the way to be successful on your journey is to think about it and, spoiler alert, to find your thoughts. <laughs> so so here are some foundational episodes that are going to be really good for you, whether you've been here forever or not. The, the two that I'm going to point you to right now is episode number nine, which is facts versus opinions. And I'm going to explain that in just a second here, a little bit about it. And also episode number 32, which is how to change. So in facts versus opinions, we have a whole conversation about the difference between facts, which are, you know, objective and provable versus opinions, which is literally everything else, which is honestly almost everything in the world. There are so few actual facts in the world. Everything we think about ourselves and the world and our place in it and what we deserve and what we can do and what we can't do and what's hard and what's easy and what's a problem. All of those are actually opinions, which I mean, opinions and thoughts, I I know you change those two. And if you listen to the how to change episode, you'll know that your thoughts create your feelings, your feelings drive your actions. And then from your actions, you get your results, which means that I'm saying that basically your opinions are thoughts and your thoughts get you results, which means that your opinions get you results. 
And let me be really clear here that I'm not talking about like political or religious opinions or your opinion about what your neighbors should do with their lives or anything like that. I'm talking about, well, in fact, here, if you want to talk about like your neighbors and what they should do with their lives, episode number 34, what you control will have some really good information for you. But I'm actually talking about your results. And yes, I'm about to refer you to the final thing that I think I'm going to talk about today. Oh, no, maybe a couple of other ones too. But anyways, the other thing that I'm going to refer you to today, which is last week's episode number 67, where we talked about results. And I know that that we all think about results as like the good things that we're getting out of our lives. Like, oh, it's a result that I lost a pound. Well, my friend, it's actually a result that you weigh what you weigh, no matter whether that is a loss or a gain. It is a result that you have the body you have, that you have the house you have, that you have the conditions that you are living in. You are creating results with your thoughts every minute of every day. I'm going to let that sink in for a minute. I know that we talk about this, again, if you're not new around here, I know you understand this, But also, I know you don't because it's something that I'm still really coming to grips with. It's something that I'm still really, really, really understanding and grasping in a way that every single day it hits me again. Like, oh my gosh, when I have this thought, it creates something in my life that I either want or don't want. And therefore, finding your thoughts is really important because when you can find them, you can create the results that you want. Oh, pretty exciting, right? Okay. So are you ready to find your thoughts? I know. Maybe, maybe not. Here's the thing about finding your thoughts. I will tell you, it sounds so simple. I mean, find them, just like, listen in on your thoughts, right? But the thing that's really funny is that we don't notice that they're thoughts. We all get caught up living our lives, saying things to ourselves, telling stories about our past, telling stories about what we're doing right now and having these thoughts that feel very factual. And the reason that I want you to find your thoughts, the reason that you want to find your thoughts is to uncover that they are just thoughts. This is the work. When we can hear what's going on in our heads and understand that it's not factual, that they are all thoughts, AKA opinions. That's when we can be really intentional about where we're going and what results we're going to get. Now today, what I'm going to suggest for us, and I do have practical, I have, oh my God, how many steps do I have? I have eight practical steps for us to find our thoughts. Don't let that throw you off. They're not, they're not super complicated. And honestly, this isn't even especially time consuming. It'll probably take you longer to listen to this podcast than it'll take you to get all the way through the steps. This is, this is a journaling exercise. Let me be really clear about this. I get asked about journaling a lot because I know, I know from my own just my own life that I don't, I don't always know what to journal about. Like I, I do journal and I I actually explained this quite a bit. Here's the other thing I'm going to reference you to is episode number 45, how I journal for success. And I told my whole story in that episode about how long I've been journaling and, and my, my kind of evolution through 
just talking about my day and then talking about my feelings and then complaining about my feelings. <laughs> and then now how I do it a little bit more intentionally so that I'm really getting something out of it. When I sit down now with my book and my pen, I know what I'm going to get out of it. I don't, I mean, not always, let me rephrase that. I know what I'm sitting down for. I don't always know what conclusions I'm going to draw. I don't always know where the conversation is going to go, but I'm sitting down with a purpose. I'm not just sitting down like, oh, I guess I'm going to talk about my day, but like, no, here's what I'm going to talk about. Here's what I want to know. Here's what I'm looking for. And here's why. Because nowadays where I am with my journaling is that I'm noticing the results that I'm getting in my life. And I'm noticing that I would like to create really specific results in my life. And I know, because I do this for a living, (laughs) I know that my thoughts are creating my results. So I'm on a mission to find the thoughts that are creating the results that I'm currently getting. And this is what I'm gonna suggest for you. If you look around your life and you notice, hey, I have 50 pounds to lose, or hey, I've been wanting to run a marathon forever and I'm not doing it, or if you're me, hey, I told everybody I was going to write a book and I'm kind of not really getting very far on this. More about that later. Then that's a result. That is a result that you have created in your life and you might want to know how. What are you thinking that has brought you here so that in the future, of course, you can create a different result? So my friends, here's where we start. Number one, we start by asking ourselves a question. I love asking questions and I will tell you, I think I reference it somewhat later in the video or in the video, in the podcast. I think I reference it later that there is another episode about questions. I'll get to that when I get to that. Here's where we start though. You ask yourself the question, how do I feel about blank, whatever, fill in the blank with whatever it is that you are currently noticing a result in your life that maybe you love, or maybe you don't love. It tends to be easier to notice things that you don't like. I mean, I say that nicely. We all have what's called a negativity bias, meaning that our brains are literally hardwired to look for problems. It's, it's why we're all negative Nellies. And it's not, it's not something that I'm, you know, chastising you for, we all do it. Your brain is meant to work this way. The people who are like naturally optimistic and always thinking about happy things, truly, you know how rare that is. It's because it's an anomaly. (laughs) The rest of us, we are all hardwired to be looking for problems and we do and we find them because of course there's always something to be, you know, problematic in our lives. So anyways, you ask yourself, how do I feel about whatever. And you can fill in the blank with anything. My body, weight loss, running, getting older. I'm going to caution you to keep it kind of narrow versus like, how do I feel about my life? Or how do I feel about the universe? Or, you know, something like that. Like, when, when you can kind of constrain yourself to one topic, it'll be really easy. When you, when you open it up to something like, how do I feel about my life? You're going to go into all kinds of areas because your life has so much to it. I mean, relationships, money, your body, the world, your weight, what you do, what you don't do, what you read, what you don't read, you know, all kinds of habits. How do I feel about drinking water? Like you've got all kinds of elements that could each legitimately have their own journal entry. So I'm going to caution you to keep it pretty specific and pretty narrow. And for me personally, I sit down and I ask myself, how do I feel about 
And then I ask myself about a specific problem that I'm having in my life currently, or a specific result that I notice that I'm creating for myself right now. How do I feel about procrastinating my book, for example? I actually just did some work on this uh, yesterday or the day before. And I actually just off to the aside. I discovered that I am not procrastinating nearly so much as I am gathering resources. Let me put it that way. I did, however, finally reach out for some help because because it was it was one of those things. Did you ever do this where you procrastinate by researching because it feels so useful. I mean, you've probably done this somewhere in your life. I I get people who ask me about this all the time. Like I've been researching different ways to eat or different kinds of exercise. And I just really want to do it the right way. There is no right way. My friends, just so you know, that is way, way off to the side, but just so you know, there's no right way to do anything ever. There's either the way you're doing it or the way you're not doing it. And both of them are fine. Pick one and go. So anyways, (laughs) I feel about blank. Then step two, ask yourself, what else do I think about blank, whatever it is that you're thinking about until you're actually empty, because you'll find that your brain wants to offer you, I don't know, or, or thoughts that are kind of tangentially related, but not entirely related. Like your brain is really good at skirting around difficult issues. And, and frankly, your brain doesn't necessarily want your thoughts to come to light. If you are noticing, let's call it a negative result in your life, that is the result of negative thoughts. And your brain is probably pretty determined to hide those negative thoughts from you because as you know, your brain is again, hardwired to seek pleasure and avoid pain. So when you have painful thoughts, sometimes your brain just tucks them in and out of sight and you still have the painful feelings. You still get the painful results, but you don't hear the painful thoughts. Your brain is going to try and throw up something like, I don't know, or gee, that fan really needs to be dusted right now, or, or some other kind of stuff. Sit with yourself and keep asking yourself, how do I feel about whatever it is. How else do I feel about whatever it is? Is there anything else that I'm thinking about this thing? Be really, really patient with this part. And honestly, I'm saying be patient, but it's probably not going to take you more than about 10 minutes. Even, even if your brain is trying to chase off of shiny things or running after squirrels or whatever, it's still not going to take you very long to get out all your thoughts about one really specific topic. It's why I told you to keep it narrow. Because if you were asking yourself, how do I feel about my life? You could be sitting and writing forever. But when you ask yourself, how do I feel about what I weigh today? You know, really specifically, it's not going to actually take you a ton of time. So give yourself the time to really, really, really pour out everything that you're thinking about this topic. And then step three, you're going to define anything open-ended and answer any questions that came up. Go ahead and write them down as it comes out of your pen. When you're, you're first asking yourself, how do I feel about such and such? You'll find that some of the things that you are thinking are questions or some of the things you are thinking are not as clear as you think. I frequently find myself writing something like, what if I'm doing it wrong? It's why I mentioned that earlier. What if I'm doing it wrong is a question 
I apparently ask myself about everything. I didn't realize this until somewhat recently when I've noticed it coming up again and again and again in my journaling. What if I'm doing it wrong? So here's what I want you to do on this. First of all, define what wrong would possibly be. Like, is there a right way? Is there a wrong way? What would be wrong? What would be right? Like really get clear about what you think you are defining when you are saying right or wrong. And then answer the question. What if you're doing it wrong? Like for reals, what if you're doing it wrong? What then? And because you're in this now critical thinking part of it, rather than just writing it all out, now we're starting to think about what you've written. You're also going to ask yourself, so what? And this is a real question that I want you to answer because this whole thing, what if I'm doing it wrong? So what? So what if you're doing it wrong? What is wrong? What is right? And so what? What are the consequences that you think would happen if you did it wrong? or if you don't do it right, whatever, whichever way you said that to yourself. And, and also ask yourself, what am I making this mean about myself? Sometimes when we are journaling about a situation, really specifically that's going on with another person, really specifically relationship journaling, when we're talking about another person and how frustrating it is that they are doing things or saying things or being who they are. And we're trying to work through all of this stuff. And what if, what if they're doing it wrong? What if I'm doing it wrong? We're answering all those questions and we're saying, so what? Well, so what if that person is doing it wrong? But also, what am I making this mean about myself? Spoiler alert, my friends, every single thing in the world that we have any kind of thoughts about, we're always making it mean something about ourselves. When we have difficulty with other people, we think it's them. I mean, of course it's them. Obviously they're wrong, (laughs) but the problem is not them. The problem is that we're making it mean something about ourselves. Figure out what that is. What am I making it mean about myself that I'm not sure how to write a book? Well, for a while there, I was making it mean that I was stupid because obviously where else would my brain go? I actually caught on to that one really quickly. Just again, to the aside, I just want you to know how universal this, this process is and how none of us, even those of us who create podcasts about these topics, none of us are immune to this kind of thinking. We all have human brains that all have really illogical, ridiculous thoughts that they offer us. When we can find those thoughts and think critically and ask ourselves questions, what am I making this mean about myself? So what? Then we can move beyond just being in it and be more intentional. And here is actually where I'm going to reference episode number 12, which is the three best questions to ask yourself when you're struggling. And you'll find this so what question because I love it. So what is, oh my gosh, it's such a good question because it really cuts to the heart of the matter. When, when you can start asking yourself this question and start really, really understanding what it is that you're making something mean you'll understand how ridiculous some of your thoughts are. And I mean that lovingly. My thoughts are ridiculous too. I'm not pointing fingers in any manner here. All of our thoughts are kind of ridiculous, especially when we start getting really clear about what it is that we're telling ourselves. When you ask yourself about the right way 
to do something, you'll realize that you have all kinds of weird hidden standards for yourself that are truly illogical and don't have anything to do with anything. It's just something your brain made up because we like to think about the difference between right and wrong and we want to be right, of course. But not everything really has a right or wrong. In fact, Lots of things don't have a right or wrong. And when you start really holding up the microscope and being like, okay, what would be right about this thing that I'm doing in order to lose weight? What's the right way to learn how to run? It's however you do it, honestly. Anyways, moving on. Step five. Ah, you're going to make a special little note. In fact, I put little stars next to it in my journal of all the sentences. And there are a lot in my journal that start with, I should, or I need to, or any variation of those. I ought to, I've got to, etc. Any kind of shoulding that you are doing on yourself, which of course, here I am actually referencing episode number 66. I looked all of these up and I'm so proud of myself right now. (laughs) Episode 66, which is what you should do, which was just a couple weeks ago. That word should, my friends, always, 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 always creates the opposite as its result. We think We think we have to chastise ourselves. We think we are simply reminding ourselves. We think we are putting something on our to-do list when we say, I should do such and such. I need to do such and such. I ought to do such and such. I've got to do such and such. That thought does not create positive feelings. It doesn't. And we went through this in the episode. In fact, I'm not going to go into it too deeply here. But that thought does not create motivation for you. Sometimes when you say that to yourself and then you actually do something, it's because you've had another thought in there in the meantime. I should brings a feeling of dread or guilt or sadness or some heavy, heavy feeling. I should is a heavy thought. Heavy thoughts drag you down. Heavy thoughts have you sitting on the couch doing nothing. I should does not create for you the thing that you think you should do. I'm going to do such and such does in fact create for you the result of doing that thing. Then, so here we are. It's kind of related to the whole make a note of all the shoulds and need tos because now we're into the part where we're noticing what each thought is creating for us. And here's where, honestly, the rest of this up until now, maybe five to 10 minutes. I mean, honestly, it's really, really fast. You're going to go through it methodically like the first couple times you do it, but then this will become very, very automated. It's the same process every time. You'll ask yourself the questions. You'll write everything down. You'll start to think critically and curiously about what you've written. And then you'll notice all the times that you've said I should. And while you're noticing those, go ahead and go through each and every sentence and really hold on to each sentence one at a time. Just hold it in your hand nice and lightly and ask yourself, how does this sentence make me feel? Because my friends, this is where we started, how to change. Your thoughts create your feelings. Notice the feelings that come up with each thought. Now, if you're on one one topic here, how do I feel about what the scale said today? There's really 
likely to be a lot of overlap. There will be quite a few sentences that bring up frustration, sadness, anger, whatever. But make a note to really pay attention to each one individually. And I will tell you just really, really quickly, some thoughts are going to bring up some nuance of a feeling that maybe you'll have trouble identifying. Because at some point in time, it might be important to differentiate between disappointed and frustrated. But here's what I'm going to tell you. Just a quick rule of thumb. If the thought you're having makes you feel bad, <laughs> the result that it's going to get you is bad. Just, just straight up. It's not that your thought is bad. It's simply that your thought is creating a bad feeling. Your thoughts are neither good nor bad. They're just thoughts. And that's why we find them. Because they're thoughts. They're, they're occurring in your head. They are, they are creating results for you. But your feelings, we do categorize. We do categorize as good or bad. And we've talked about this a couple of times. Again, I'm going to have a whole podcast about this at some point in time about how we, how we use those words as a construct. It's not objective. You might feel good or bad about any kind of a thought. But when you have a feeling that feels bad, just understand that it is not going to create good results for you. And here's why I want you to notice this. Because as you're going through your list of thoughts, keep a tally. Keep a tally on uh, how many of them are good and how many of them are bad. And I'm just going to suggest to you that if most of them are bad, that's why you're getting bad results. It's why you're getting results that you are not happy with. It's why you are not getting where you want to go. Because your thoughts feel bad. Okay. Now, here's, here's, a, here's step seven, except that it's not really a step. It's more like advice. It's really, really, really important to stay open and curious about this process, about the whole thing. This is when you'll really start to notice it because I started thinking about it like when I was explaining it to you. When you start to notice how bad you feel when you're thinking all these thoughts, you'll start to judge yourself for it. It, it happens to all of us. It's something that we all do. And that's why I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna caution you. Step seven, stay open and curious. What if you don't judge yourself for this thought? And this is what I was talking about with the good versus bad feelings. It's a judgment and it's, it's kind of unnecessary. It's the language that we use and it's why I'm explaining it to you like that. But what if, what if you weren't worried about whether or not it was bad? What if you were simply open to, oh, this is a feeling of anger that I have about that. That's so interesting. Well, anger, generally speaking, does not create the results that I'm looking for. Anger tends to create results that I am not looking for, in fact. Anger tends to stop me from doing the things that I would consider living my best life. When you can really look at it like that, like, oh, these thoughts that I'm having are creating this feeling, and this feeling is not getting me to where I want to go. When you can look at it like that versus, oh my God, my head is full of junk thoughts and I feel terrible and no wonder my life is such a mess, <laughs> which is where most of us want to go when we start doing this work, right? <laughs> I know, I know. And that's why, even though it's here down at the, almost the very end of step seven, it's why I would love for you to just keep this in mind the whole time. Just be open. 
just be curious. Hang on to that openness and that curiousness as much as you can throughout this process and you'll find that the whole thing is A, smoother and B, just so much more productive. And productive is where we're going for here. I'm I'm never going to tell you. I mean, I know sometimes it might sound like it because I have in fact told you that I'm I'm leaving you with feeling lousy. <laughs> I do somewhat frequently tell you that. But here's what I want you to know, that you feel lousy so that you can feel good. I'm not leaving you with this lousy feeling for this particular skill that we're working on today. <laughs> and you guys, but here's, here's what I will tell you. Step eight, also not really a step, but kind of, is that's it. Don't try and fix your thoughts or shove them down. This is, this is part of being open and curious is simply allow your thoughts to be your thoughts. Notice them, have them written down, see very clearly what they're creating for you in your life, and then allow them to exist. This is, this is the story that I tell you almost every single episode about how I still have the thought that I'm stupid. I have no need to eliminate that thought. I have no need to judge myself for that thought. I have no need to fix that thought. I do have another thought that I tell myself, like sometimes when, sometimes when I'm a little bit in it, I'll be like, oh, that's right. I'm smart enough to do what I want to do. But most of the time, I don't even have to remind myself of that anymore. I simply hear the thought that I'm stupid. And it's like, oh, there it is. There's that thought that I'm stupid. That's so interesting that it still comes up for me. And I mean, as you heard me today, I still laugh about it because it's hilarious. It's hilarious to me. When you allow your brain to offer you junky thoughts, you are giving yourself a gift, truly. You are giving yourself the gift of hearing and finding your thoughts. They're going to be there anyway. When you can acknowledge and hear them and then not have to do anything with them, not have to believe them, not have to be in the middle of it, not have to feel lousy about it, but simply find the thoughts. They will actually take care of themselves. I know this is really hard to understand when you first start doing this work. And in fact, this was something that I have only come to more recently on my journey. When you listen to old podcasts, you'll hear me offer you, and here's how you change your thought. And here's how you give yourself a new happy thought. And here's how you practice your happy thought. And sometimes I still offer that. But what I have found at this stage in my thought work journey is that I don't really have to work all that hard for it anymore. Finding the thoughts is the whole answer. That there's nothing more to be done, but finding them. Well, okay, I said there's nothing more to be done. This was step eight, okay? So you find them, you think critically about them, you ask yourself questions, you stay open, you define things, you notice when you're shooting on yourself, you be curious and you don't think about judgment, but simply stay open to them. Like, like there's, there's something to this process. <laughs> But, but there is no step nine of now think what you really want to be thinking and then practice that real hard. You don't really have to do that. When you can do these other seven steps pretty successfully, like staying open and curious really specifically, there, there's no need to jump to 
something more intentional. There's no need to put on a happy face and find better thoughts. Somewhere down the line, a better thought is going to be really easy to think. It's going to come to you just as naturally as some of these junky thoughts. You'll find yourself thinking better thoughts. So my friends, let me recap for you because this was eight, eight steps. <laughs> Step number one is to ask yourself the really specific question. How do I feel about whatever blank? Step number two is to ask yourself, what else do I think about blank until you've gotten all your thoughts out? Step three is to define the open-ended terms and answer any questions that have come up for you. Step four is to ask yourself more questions, though, to ask yourself, so what? And what am I making this mean? Step five is to make a note next to all the sentences that start with I should or any variation on the shoulding. Step six is to notice exactly what each and every thought is creating for you. What kind of a feeling are you creating with that thought? Step seven is to stay open and curious. And step eight is to be done, to let it be, to let that be the whole process and let your brain figure itself out. My friends, I know eight steps sounds like a lot today, but really, really, truly, I promise this doesn't take all that long. This is something that you can add into your daily routine pretty easily. You're going to need to make the time for it. And you are some days going to need to kind of talk yourself into it because some days, I mean, some days these thoughts are going to feel stronger than others. But like we said, when you let it be and you get into the habit and you stay open, this all takes care of itself. I would love, love, love to know what this brought up for you today. Because I always, always, of course, hope that it's helpful for you. My friends, have a wonderful day and I'll talk to you again soon. So are you totally loving this mindset work and you really want to do it like, you know, every day in order to get your goal? Then my friend, you need to join the Get Your Goal group. It is my personal and private, very interactive coaching and accountability group where every day we talk about your mindset and we get your goal. You can learn all about it at paulabfitness.com slash get dash your dash goal. I'll see you in the goal group.